We want to talk about faith. We want to talk about um, politics. We want to talk about race. We want to talk about pop culture. Literally, we do everything. Everything. Everything is up for discussion, and that's what Wretch Culture is about. 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 Welcome, welcome, welcome. You are tuned in to Brunch Culture, the Brunch Culture podcast featuring myself, Randall Keith, and my co-host, Lisa Fee. That what up? So <laughs> that was real lame. I'm sorry. I'm going to give you a better introduction. So we're going to try it again. Lisa V. What up? What up? What up? I feel like I should have a rap prepared. What uh, up? I'm really back. What up? Trying to really channel my inner MC. Yo, you yeah. should. So I've been reading um, Angie Martinez's memoir, which is actually pretty good. Um, I'm like halfway through it. But she talks about how she got started. Um, as a rapper, like how she started rapping, like she mm-hmm. is not a rapper. I don't even think I'm trying to get past this one chapter to see if she officially considers herself a rapper. But for her doing like the the Lil Kim feature and even getting the album, she said like she was at a party, um, and KRS One was there. KRS One <laughs> heard her voice and was like, "Hey, you you sound you sound good on the mic. You should actually rap." And she was like, "I don't rap." And he invited her to the studio. He wrote a rhyme for her and put mm-hmm. it on the song, and like everybody started liking it, and that's how she got it. And like she was like, she just went home. They called her for um, to do the Little Kim song, mm-hmm. and they just told her to like write a verse. She's like, she had never wrote a verse before. She didn't know what bars was like. She, well, I mean, she knew what bars was, but she didn't know like you know how to how to like write a bar and how many bars she wrote. So she's like, she just wrote two page wrote two pages worth of stuff. They put her in the booth and she just started saying everything that she wrote down. And then they the guy like chose and he was like i like this 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 and this this gonna be your verse so it's like wow. oh shoot she just came yeah it's like kind of, it's actually kind of dope like reading her story and her career but i was like so yeah i mean you got you got well, to change it can't happen to me mm-hmm. it can't happen for me you know you just got to go out to some parties and look for krs1 and then <laughs> <laughs> but you know it's other people you know i kid You'll probably run into Lecrae, so you should probably look for like Lecrae and his people. You know, it's well. No, I don't want to do Christian rap. You don't want to? No. See you, sinner. (laughs) I want to do rap that's across the board. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I just so you just want to be international. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You're just gonna be. Yeah, I don't want to box myself. You don't want to box yourself in. Yeah, you gotta gotta be creative. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I was listening to uh, on my way home today. I was listening to the radio and Paranoid was on. Mm-hmm. And I just started thinking about what is really being said in this song. <laughs> and I was just like, you know, I could do this. I could write something with, if if this is the level of creativity to be on the radio, I could write something better than this. Yeah, you got it. You yeah. just have to believe in yourself. And once you and believe in yourself. And then I was yourself, thinking to myself, I was like, dang, us as women always complained about getting cheated on. But then... It's women in the club getting crunk to songs about them getting cheated on. About them getting cheated on, right? Because <laughs> it don't make sense. 
I'm paranoid. So the song, <laughs> the, the song that was actually being played through your dude's head when he was going to do the cheating is actually the song that you was turning up to. And I mean, you know, <laughs> it's mutual. But that's how you know somebody's talented because they can inspire both parties. <laughs> the cheater and the cheated on. And that is all right. Shout what? out to Boosie. <laughs> Why you shout out to Boosie? <laughs> Nothing. <no. laughs> that song is too much for brunch culture, so we not going to even say this. I was going to say, he's saying paranoid. No, 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 no. Uh-uh. That's Ty Dolla Sign. Yeah, no, no, no. It's, um, Boosie has this other song that I was, like, I have a friend that is really into, and it's a, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's it just, when you said, like, the person that's getting cheated on and like turns up to the same song. And I was like, Oh shoot, that's that song. It just made me think about it. <laughs> anyway, moving forward. So <laughs> this week in the scroll, um, it's a crazy week. I'm just going to start off with the, the, the bad news, the very, very bad news, um, of Muhammad Ali passing away. I think that for everybody, that one was a shock. It was pretty hard. Um, well, I want to say a shock. I think it was just pretty hard because it's like, here's another person. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, and it's, it's just out like, of nowhere. Yeah, it's like, here's another person that's gone. And I, it's kind of sad, too. Somebody had posted on Instagram about all of the legends gone. Mm-hmm. And then they posted this picture of uh, Aretha Franklin. And I was like, man, I'm not ready, yo. Like, I'm just not ready for... And I mean, it's happening. We can't stop it. But I'm just not ready for... I don't see, I don't feel like our generation is, I still like, still feel like we have a lot more to achieve before we like have gotten to like those legendary levels, you know? So mm-hmm. to see all of these people that were legends and they've been legends since I was born pass away, it's kind of, it's kind of hard for me. Yeah. I was like, oh wow. I saw somebody put a meme up. I'm, I'm about to take first uh, watch on Lionel Richie. <laughs> That's so bad. <laughs> My mama loved Lionel Richie too. That's really bad. So as you were saying that, you said my Aretha. I was like, God, don't take Patty. I don't know why. <laughs> no, but for real, you start thinking honestly. You start thinking about all the greats, and it's just like I don't want nobody to go. Honestly, like I don't want anybody to go. I just want, you know, it's enough. Prince was enough. That's enough. He's not even done more than Prince. Now we got him more Muhammad Ali. Yeah, so that that, that was is really sad. But I I did, did um did you see any of the articles about like people whitewashing Muhammad Ali? Mm-mm, I didn't see those. It's actually really it was a pretty interesting. You know, he was very outspoken, but he's very outspoken about like black issues and like poor black issues. Um, and so a lot of the initial eulogies, a lot of the initial postings was about like, oh, you know, he inspired everybody to be strong and, you know, he he challenged his opponents, but honestly, he challenged culture and he challenged privilege a lot. And so that was a, a lot of what, um, I read this one piece and they were saying like, don't allow Muhammad Ali to be whitewashed because that's not who he was. And it's essentially saying in like, his um later in his life you know people when people started to celebrate him they celebrated kind of like this universal mindset of him and him just kind of being for like 
everybody being strong and which I'm sure he believed. But in, during his time, when he was like at the peak of his career, he spoke out a lot about black injustices and he spoke out a lot about, you know, the need for um, black people to be strong and to be unified and uh, to be respected as people for their talents. And those things aren't things that we hear about a lot. So I thought it was actually a really, really, I think thought it was really important because I think it's for the sake of not offending anybody oftentimes what we see is a lot of people want to uh just kind of downplay the activism in a lot of the celebrities from back in the day but a lot of them were very outspoken about issues and you know now that things look a little different people want to like shy away from those things but that's just not how it was so i thought it was really dope yeah that's dope um rest in peace muhammad ali um that is Man, Lord, don't take nobody else in 2016. Right. Speaking of um, that, so we'll, the, everything else is just like, it's real rough. Um, I We can go, we'll start off on, a, on some better news. Well, I guess it's better news. It depends on how y'all feel about it. But Hillary Clinton is the presumptive nominee of the uh, Democratic Party. Yeah, I guess I'm with her. That's it for me. <laughs> yeah, the hashtag is girl. I guess I'm with her. I so I, I sent it so funny. I sent the I sent my friend a text message to them and read you the text. I sent my friend a text today, um, and I asked her because she was like, we had this conversation before about her being on the fence, and so I sent her the text and I was like, um, Hillary Clinton is the presumptive nominee pound with her or pound girl I guess I'm with her and she responded pound I'm with her because Obama is with her now (laughs) 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 but that that the the hashtag actually was pretty funny um and I love this is what I think I love about Twitter Twitter will like make a spin and just make everything good now I'm excited about because I'm very I've said this before, I believe. I'm very, like, anti this whole, like, Bernie or bust. I'm like, guys, come on. Like, you really are asking for Donald Trump to to be the president of the United States. Like, you, we, we, can't, we can't be on that. But I feel like this hashtag actually made it a little more easier and a little more welcoming for people to say, you know, I ain't really feeling her for whatever reasons. But, you know, I respect you don't have to feel her. But. Let me just go on over because it's like we got to be down for the cause. Let's just take one for the team and just make it happen. Yeah, I. It's yeah. I'm not taking one for the Republican team. Um, go on over for Donald Trump. A lot of a, a lot of y'all are Paul Ryan, and a lot of y'all are starting. But he to, he had to do it. He's the leader of the Repu- Republican Party. But he didn't have to do. He didn't have to like. In he didn't have to like. I think he he had to sit down and talk to him, but he didn't have to be like, "Yeah, I back him." He could just be like, "You know, it is what it is." Like, all right, let's mm-hmm. just make it happen. But he essentially endorsed him, like, you know, he's gonna. Honestly, be- I think those people would have endorsed him. I think they secretly had endorsed him. I think because of what he's saying publicly, yeah, um, they want to appear to not support him. But I I don't think they care about what he's saying about immigrants or anything of that i just don't think they're like really pro immigrants or you know that kind of thing you think it's more so of of the optics of what 
it's like not not really their heart. It's like more. more of the <laughs> yeah, options, I think right? they know they they got Senate uh, races coming up, and uh, <laughs> they like trying to protect they they self. But well, that's usually what it is, you know. Yeah, and I, I want to I want to say y'all folk. I'll say folk in general. Like you know, I mean, you're being a politician. You're playing. You're playing politics. It's one. It's so funny. Um, I was listening to a podcast yesterday. Um, actually, got to finish it. But Michael Eric Dyson was on the podcast, and he was talking about um, when people say like you know Hillary Clinton's pandering or uh, people are basically saying these things. He was like, honestly, this, that's what politicians do. Like we can't. <laughs> he was like, we can't sit up here and um, act as if we're so shocked when a politician becomes a politician. Like they're just being politicians. So to the point that you just made of you feeling like they're just kind of they're just saying that just they're saying that they don't agree with Donald Trump just because it's like it, it's not surprising because that's what politicians do. And yeah, because yeah. it's like I feel like President Obama probably for the longest was going to endorse Hillary. He just was waiting till. She was the nominee by the vote because he didn't want to, you know what I'm saying? It's yeah, like, yeah. Like, <laughs> no, for real. Like, I and I, I think it definitely to me was kind of obvious for many people. But what I will say and I respect is that uh, the president and vice president did not put their stamp, their public stamp of approval on anybody to just let it ride out. I honestly think that the activists in president Obama supports uh, Bernie Sanders. Excuse me. I think that he actually takes a liking to Bernie Sanders and his, this idea of, I want to revolutionize the party um, and revolutionize the political system because president Obama talks about that, you know, in his campaign to, to a slight degree and was also, you know, called a socialist, if you will. But Bernie Sanders is actually coming out and calling himself an, uh, an actual socialist like hey I, yes I am a socialist and he's very strong on that point so I feel like a lot of the things you know that he would say President Obama is kind of like ideally like I support you but at the end of the day bro like my eggs is already in this basket from jump and you know and I'm just kind of waiting for the for the ability to be able to say that and mm-hmm. I feel like if it would have turned the other way he would have you know supported Bernie Sanders from the, and from the standpoint of like unifying the party um and, you know, it's like, OK, we're going to see how this works. But I definitely think he was like, for sure, for sure, already, you know, I'm standing with her. I just want to be respectful to the process. Yeah, that's how I feel, too. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of obvious, you know, yeah. she was the secretary of state. They ran against each other before. Yeah, it's kind of obvious. But um, <laughs> okay. and they clap back and I'm talking about clap back and I don't even know if that's a word, but they going back and forth on Twitter. Did you see that? Oh yeah. The whole delete your account thing. Yes. I said, what clap back? I feel like Hillary Clinton is not running her own Twitter, but I feel like Donald Trump is running his own Twitter. Yeah. (laughs) I just don't see see Hillary tweeting. I feel like she has somebody in charge of tweeting and she's like right there with her. Whoever is, is doing it is right there with her. Yeah. But I feel like Donald Trump tweets his own stuff. Absolutely. Because, I mean, <laughs> you can just tell by the stupid stuff that Donald Trump says. Like, I, for the sake of, yeah, for the sake of just hope, having hope in humanity, I hope that that's Donald Trump. I literally hope that nobody <laughs> other than Donald Trump thinks that the stuff that he tweets and says makes any sense. I, I just hope that it's just him. It has to yeah. just be him. Yeah, I think it was. 
Well, I don't know, because you remember somebody had to take that picture of him with that taco bowl. That's what I'm saying. So I think, you know, he could he was just like, he's like, here's like, here's my, here's my fake picture. And I'm going to post it because for the life of me, you can't tell me that somebody was actually trained in like marketing and PR said that, oh, let's take a picture with this taco bowl. And then let's also promote the business that I have and tell you that Trump Tower has the best. And I have all these opinions about immigrants and Mexicans and all of the, Yeah, I just. Yeah, I would hope. Did you see the uh, the Mexican um, judge is a noop? Mm-hmm. Did I Absolutely. Tag your name? Yo, noop. Yep. I saw, I, uh, I saw that and I actually saw a lot of the, the response to it as well. A lot of responses people have. I just can't. I just want this dude to. He's oh. in it for the long haul. If he becomes president, <laughs> so like sad. this would be the biggest joke of the like the of life. I feel like Jesus, literally the day, like, if he won, I feel like at that point, Jesus is going to be like, you know what? I'm tired of waiting. Let's just make it happen. Just, <laughs> like the trumpet going for him. <laughs> you know what? Like, where's the trumpet? Don't even, don't even oil the horn up. Just just blow it because I can't take this. Like, <laughs> just everybody just start repenting for your sins the day before the election. It, no, no real, real talk. I'm going to like, they should have a watch night service. I'm like, we need to hit up uh, Pastor Wesley and be like, look, you need to have watch night service because just in case <laughs> just in case like i already know that this is gonna happen like you know this this is probably written in like one of the the manuscripts of revelations that should be in the bible or something like like i promise you it's there <laughs> this is the signs of the end times for real the trumpet gonna sound he gonna come like a thief in the night you gotta get yourself together you have to I'm going to be praying. I'm starting to fast this month. (laughs) (laughs) Literally, every time me and one of my friends pray, every time we pray, I'd say, God, please give our country direction. Because we are in the troubling times. These last and evil days. These last and evil American days. I'm for real, for real. That's what it is. We got Donald Trump might be president. Who would have thunk it? Yeah. So, in other interesting, well, no, this is just ridiculous. Uh, Brock Turner um, is six months. The Stanford um, student, was he a graduate or student? He's a student. He's, he's, okay, yeah, he's student. Because like he's 20. Yeah. yeah. He's like on the swim team and all that good crap. And the judge said he he's not fit for prison, essentially. Right. Which was crazy because the same judge ran on this whole idea of being hard on those who commit sexual crimes. I'm not sure why. <laughs> no, so serious. <laughs> Literally, unless you're white. Yeah. I, so a part of me wants to say that, like, I was shocked, which I was. I, I, I'll be honest. I, I, I really was shocked because I feel like something like this is so blatant. And then the response of, like, you know, him going to prison would do would be detrimental to him and to his future and all of those things. And like, it seemed unfair. Like it ain't detrimental to everybody that goes. Yeah. And, and also hearing like his dad's response. Now his dad's response is like literally what boils my blood. And I have to, I had to stop. Like, you know, I told you sometimes, you know, with certain things in the news headlines, I have to like step away from and just be like, I don't want to hear it no more. I don't want to read it no more just for a moment because I can't, 
it's hard for me to wrap my psyche around somebody this actually being a thing but his dad saying like for 20 minutes of pleasure like that seems like an awful lot of a punishment for just 20 minutes of pleasure what like the f- like all crams <sighs> take a long time to commit you know like <laughs> what what and it, it's so it's so sad i was listening to uh cnn today and they were saying there was a guy um i actually think he's a lawyer but he was on and he was basically saying that like you know if you compare brock turner like i think the the rape he he said that he didn't use a sexual organ he used his fingers um and so that was one thing that that was considered um he was like six months is an He's like the polit- the justice system worked, but six months is a short time frame. But he was like, what you have to consider, though, is that he's going to have to be a registered sex offender for the rest of his life. He's not going to be able to go to college. Basically, this is going to ruin his life. And he was like, people need to think about uh, he was like, yes, we need to think about the life of the victim, but we got to think about his life. His life is essentially ruined and is going to be ruined. So whether he's in jail or not. And I'm like. But how is it that we can look at this individual and say that, okay, well, you know, six months and then then there's a chance that you're going to have a jacked up life. But there's also a chance that you're going to you're going to have a lot of sympathizers, a lot of people that's still going to give you a chance. A lot of people that's going to look at you. Are his parents rich? I'm I'm assuming so. Yeah, I think so. So it doesn't even matter. It doesn't matter. Right. I just I just. (laughs) To me, it's like it's so blatant. Like, how is this really even how are we even talking about this? You know, and like I it, 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 I get frustrated. and I like want to I literally just want to like go in and blow up. That was actually going to be my toast for this week at one point, because to me, it's just like how in the world could anybody sleep with themselves thinking that this is okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm all for like, Oh, you know, people make mistakes and, and things like that. And you know, there, there, there needs to be a path of redemption. People make a mistake. They learn, they do something stupid. They need to learn. But six months, bro, like when the, the, the suggested, I think the suggested minimum was something like five years and you got six months. Like that's not even, that that makes absolutely no sense. And then somebody else in a, a sexual assault case will may get something like fifteen to twenty five years, and you got six months. Like that isn't even. <laughs> you got like a season of a television show, basically. You got a season of Scandal. Yeah, it's it's so crazy, and to think about all this, because I was like, is this this is. It's so crazy because he raped a white woman. Yeah. But he's a a white guy. (laughs) He's a white guy that raped a white woman. And it's it's still like, you would think because he raped a white woman, he would get more time. Mm -mm. But it's just, and it's it's not only, I think, you know, a racial thing in the aspect of, you know, it's uh, obviously if he was black, he definitely probably got more time but it's a class Absolutely. thing as well it's a yeah you know? it's it truly is a class thing it is uh, who's that was that um gosh what's the guy's name uh he posted something and said something like what justice was and what it meant for like 
uh, rich people as opposed to uh, poor people. But essentially, because he's a little more wealthy, this things like this happen. You know, people, what I realize is I feel like when you see a, a white male that comes from, from privilege, for other people that are privileged, they see humanity. They see themselves. They can identify with this person. When you see somebody that doesn't have, be it they're, just, they're black or they're Asian or they're Hispanic or they don't have money, you can't identify with that. You'd have no sympathy for that. You feel like there's a problem and there's something that's wrong with them that prison is going to be able to solve. But when you see this person that you can relate to and you can identify with, it becomes like, oh, well, you know what? I understand this person and there's hope for the future so like let's give them a chance which is bs to me it's completely yeah i just don't i the fact that this is this is even being discussed and i'm like yo this is for anybody that wants to say or like turn a blind eye to to racism or turn a blind eye to any type of injustice that happens to me if this doesn't wake you up there's nothing in the world that could like this man literally is existing and living off of mere privilege and people are saying that you need to be concerned with the fact that there's a chance that his life is going to be ruined or more than likely his his life is going to be be ruined but there's a chance that his life afterwards won't be ruined you look at there's the same thing that people said for like george zimmerman they're like oh he's not going to be able to he's basically going to live in a cocoon for the rest of his life because of the public scrutiny this guy is literally like a d-list celebrity for killing somebody you know what i'm saying like it's just the rules are just not going to be the same and it's pretty effed up but anyway, I just I that's enough negative news. I was actually going to say something about the whole Bobby Brown, Whitney Houston thing and see what you thought about that. But I'm just not going to say anything about Bobby Brown because I unless you want to talk about it. I don't I wanted let's, to talk let's about leave it. Let's it as his prerogative. Yeah, that's and he, that's that's the name of his book, I think. Yeah, that's his name <laughs> of his book. And it's I'm the stuff that he said. We're going to move on. It, I just think it was just it, it was effed up in poor taste. And like, come on, man, like she's dead. You know, I I believe that I don't want to certain things. I don't need to know, like the details of somebody's personal life, what they did behind doors, who they did it with. I mean, I you're a celebrity because you have an amazing voice and you're super talented, not because like you are on a reality television show sharing every aspect of your life. And that's how I grew to know and love you. Nah, like I feel like I sh- there's certain parts of your life I don't want to know and I shouldn't know. So you should shut up and everybody should shut up. But moving on. um, Yeah, that wraps up this us for the scroll and we will be back for our main dish breaking it off and setting it off in the real way making the girls them chill their mind making them have a good time yeah man SPZ, yo alongside Riri come down now Rihanna take it to them take it to them girl break it up boy cause it got me feeling naughty I wanna know boy if I can be a shy most definitely up, boy make me hot all of my body now we're back with our main dish. Our main dish. Whoever you came with. Who you came with. Hey. Main dish. Oh, man. I really channeled my inner Chris Brown with that. I felt it. I felt it. Uh, yeah, that's why I just let you. I let you have it because I felt like this was like a. You really. Out like of body took experience. Over. Yeah, like he took yeah. over. Like, you know, yeah. Chris, it was like. 
Chris Lisa. That's what we're going to call him. Chris Lisa as opposed yeah. to Chris Chris Leezy instead of like Chris Breezy. Yeah. Is that? He really can't. Cha- I channeled him. He yeah. came and that, he gone now. But Oh, he gone. Quick, okay. Yeah, he came away. Now, can you summon him or is it just when? I think it's just during that part when he, he knows when to come. Like when it's like oh. we're about to record. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, you know. Yeah. Just don't when we're recording. Just don't let him come so I can see him. Yeah, I have that. Yeah, it's kind of like when he is when I channel him. It's kind of like fictional, like your relationship with Kelly. Um, but you know, it's one of those things where you know you have understanding that nobody else will understand. So brunch culture is going to be looking for a new host. Um, I think I'm going to end my time with Brent culture. <laughs> I think that this is, yeah, I'm over. I think this is done. This has been fun while it lasted. Good 94 episodes, Lisa. And I think it's time for me to just move on, you know, <laughs> but I wish you nothing but the best. Nah. So, um, so this week, uh, this week for this week's main dish, um, I found an article actually, that was about um is a td like td jakes wrote it and it is five reasons it's okay to cut someone out of your life and so it was funny because you and i've had this conversation i think maybe we've had this conversation on air before i don't i don't know maybe we have maybe we haven't but i know you know personally we've had this conversation a lot about you know when is it time to let a situation go um and what's the difference between giving up on somebody um walking out or or just knowing that you know what this time is it's okay it's it's okay it's time we've actually gotten to a point where it's it's time to sever this relationship and i think a lot of times people struggle with that um in relationships but also i'm in like romantic relationships they also struggle with it in other relationships but it's kind of hard to identify i know some people feel like you know once a friend always a friend so i don't necessarily stop dealing with with a friend or grow out of friends we just kind of stop talking um because of life or whatever Mm-hmm. Or some people feel like the need to like force those things. Um, but I thought this article was really interesting because it gave some like definitive reasons that it's actually okay to let a relationship go. And for me, they all made perfect sense. A lot of it is are things that like I've just been kind of like, yep, I think that's definitely when it's time to let it go. And I think the thing that I liked as well is that it when you read the when you're reading the bullets this article made it very clear that this is probably something that needs to mutually happen it's not something that you need to like walk away from it and point at this person and be like oh they're the worst person in the world they're so bad and you know i'm not there i'm not friends with them or i don't talk to them because of this it's not like that it's more so of like you know what in this moment and in this time we the, the, there's been a shift and these reasons the shifts um, makes sense and this relationship is not you know beneficial to you or to me so it's time to move on but anyway um those five things with that article what did you think about them i thought um they were good i think the one when you asked me about it i think the one that i thought was a little interesting was the first one the 
when you are no longer happy to see or be around them. Mm-hmm. Um, I only found that interesting because I feel like at a certain point, if you spend too much time with anybody, they're going to get on your nerves. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I would like tread lightly on how I identify like if I'm no longer happy to be around you. Um, yeah. Now, certain people, and I've just, just discovered this about myself, I stop being happy, you know, I stop wanting to entertain people that don't get where I'm going. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I had a situation where a friend was like, well, maybe you need to shift this and do this different. And that was a completely different direction. And while the suggestion was was great it's just like every time i do talk to you it's a level of negativity about what i am doing right and so that's like i know that i can only talk to you when in in certain cases but we can't do day-to-day conversation because it's going to be frustrating absolutely i can see that identifying as number one because it's like well you know if you're gonna shade my career choices then you know it's just gonna be hard right (laughs) to continue it makes sense i think for number one what i took away from it um and so the first thing is i realized we we haven't put it out there we'll actually put the article out but to give the, the five things so you guys know what we're talking about so the very first thing is um the number reason number one is when you're no longer happy to see or be around the person. Reason number two is when you offer no, when they offer nothing but negativity. Reason number three is when they want or take more than they give. Reason number four is when you can no longer trust them. And reason number five is when they are no longer supportive. Um, for me, number one, I took that as over a, a, a span of time, right? It's a long-term thing. I think that there's a certain energy that you get from people when you know that you're going to be around somebody and it's kind of like you're excited to see them, right? You you know that even if it's not like, because uh, I feel like we're real people. So some people you probably don't get necessarily excited to see, but you you enjoy being around them. And I think that's what it means. It's like when being around you becomes taxing to the point that like, I feel like it's a chore (laughs) and not only a chore just for a period of time, because maybe you're going through something or maybe we we've reached kind of like a rough patch, but just kind of like honestly over an extended period of time, it, it, I'm just not happy to be here. And for me, number one, coupled with something else, like they're being negative or you, you're not happy to be around them because you can no longer trust them. To me, that is at the moment where it's like, you know what, this is honestly a good reason for me to let go of this relationship and move on because honestly, I don't want to be around anybody that I don't want to be around. And because I'm an adult and I always say this, I'm an adult and I pay my own bills. I don't have to be. So if I don't want to be here, I don't have to be here. So I'm not going to be here. Um, I think for me, that's, that's what it was. But the, the one that for me that really stood out the most was uh, when they are no longer supportive. And for me, I think maybe that one stood out to me because I think that one is the one that I'm most sensitive to and it's the most like I, I think in this stage and phase in life it's the biggest for me right because going through 
so many different changes and challenges and, you know, having any of these culture shocks and all of these things. The the one thing that I feel like you need is it, especially being away from a support system when you're in a place by yourself is to have a support system and support is not you know, a yes person or do me person, a person that just tells you that everything is great. But a support system is literally somebody that's like, hey, I support your growth. I'm here to hold you accountable to cert- for certain things. I'm here to call you out for certain things, but I'm honestly here to support you. So if you're going to if you're doing something with your life that you're excited about, I'm here to support you. I'm here to make this moment about you and to make this time about you and just to really be there. As I was planning uh, my birthday trip for this year and I sent it to one of my friends, one of my good friends. And he was like, you know, I think it's a great idea. I think you should go. And it's funny because he was like, yeah, bro, this price, I ain't gonna be able to make it this year because I got some other things that's going on. But I support it. I think it's good. Let me know how I can help. Like, you know, I know I have a I got a I have a friend that does this. I have a friend that has like a travel company or works for a travel agent. I'm going to run the prices by them to see what they think and things like that. It's like, you know, you can't be there to actually support to be a part of it, but you are still engaged in like supporting what I'm doing. And it's just on a mere fact of like, you know, you're my friend and we cool. So it's like it's, it's like it's automatic to me. That was the one that just like really stood out. And I think it's important for us to people to know, because I feel like you can have non-supportive people in your life and sometimes not even realize it. And and I I think that support, that non-supportive person will come from the standpoint of like, sometimes they're always trying to be funny or they might like say shady, have shady remarks for everything that you say and everything that you do. And it's like, they they precision they fashion it as it's like a joke, but it's like honestly, at the end of the day, you really aren't really a supportive person. And I think it's important to have support because, yeah, it's it just makes the difference in you stepping out of your box. It makes a difference in you growing. It makes the difference in you just doing something, you know, new and different, and not just being stuck in the same place because you have somebody that's going to support your growth and support you being different. So for me, that was the one that just really stood out. Yeah. And for me, support is such a big thing. Um, Support is, you know, I feel like my philosophy is that nobody should out support me supporting my friends. And absolutely. That's a great philosophy. If if you have a friend and you're and they're doing something, then you should be there. Even if you can't be there, you should try your best to show your support, you know, send messages but the closer you are to the person the more supportive i think you should be now we you know we all drop the ball sometimes and we get busy in life and we aren't but there should be a pattern of support absolutely i should be able to, to pull out of my pocket that like you weren't here to support me in this moment but in all of these other moments you were there and I understand why you're not here. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. you should, there should, there should be almost a, an excitement about being support. Like I get excited to support my friends. I, I don't really understand how you can't, you, I, I, I say it in a way and I, and I, maybe it's, I, I guess the way that I present it to people is like, you kind of got to be selfish about it. Right. When they mm-hmm. succeed, you succeed. <laughs> when they do good, you do good. Like it is. Yeah, it is. It's, it's you're going to be right there for it, you know, and it, it's their moment that is going to be about them. But 
the one thing that I love about, you know, certain people is that even in my moment, like you're bigging me up for my moment, but I'm always bigging you up because I wouldn't be here had it not been for, you know, the moments that I can come and cry to you or the moments that I can come and just like vent to you and just get all of my frustrations out. And yeah, so it's not just about, yeah, it's about me and like, this is my moment to celebrate, but it's also about you as well. So like there's mutual success. Like when you get on, y'all told my friend that's in medical school. I was like, yo, when graduation come, I'm, you know, I'm running across the stage. I'm shouting, <laughs> I'm flipping out because I feel like I've been a part of this process as well. And, you know, I'm not the one that's there studying with the books, but I'm talking about this. We're we're missing opportunities to hang out. And when you're going through, I'm on the phone going through this with you. And I feel like we're in this thing together. It's like mutual. You know, that's that's what support is. So it's like I'm excited about doing these things for you, because when you grow, I grow to me. That's what that's that's the way. If you don't have people in your life that that see it that way then yeah, you got to make some adjustments and understand too, that everybody's not supposed to, again, as, as Lisa says, you said, like you got to be mindful of how close you are to that person. Cause that is a very key factor. Like you can't call somebody that you ain't talked to in five years and give them a smooth, like, Oh, you're not supporting me. Uh, who are you? You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to be real. These things take a degree of you being real about where you and a certain person are in terms of relationship. And they pay mutual effort. Exactly. Like, you know, don't call me today talking about, well, I'm not supporting you and I haven't talked to you since two years ago. Or the last (laughs) time I talked to you was like two Christmases ago. And the only thing you said was Merry Christmas, but you're like, Oh, well, I feel like you're not supporting me as a friend. I don't know who you are. (laughs) Yeah. Cause friendship is a mutual thing. If you keep making withdrawals and never make deposits at some point, the friendship going to be bankrupt. Immediately. It's going to be bankrupt. (laughs) I'm I'm filing early bankruptcy because I'm just not doing it. I don't, I can't. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at at some point, you know, somebody's going to not be able to give as much as another person at times, but it shouldn't be consistently another person's out there. That's not, I don't, I don't feel like that's friendship. I feel like that's, you know, I don't know what that is. Yeah. It shouldn't consistently be another person and you should, I should know that your heart is in it. You know what I'm saying? Like in any relationship and I I specifically want to focus because I think sometimes it's very easy to talk about these things when it comes to romantic relationships. But honestly, it's just as hard keeping up friendships. It's just as hard, you know, keeping up just close knit relationships, close knit working relationships. You know what I'm saying? Like. I just mentioned uh, earlier that like, hey, I, I was thinking I was like, man, I need to call Lisa more um, because because of things that's been going on, particularly in my life. I haven't been calling you um, just just to keep up. But it's like we have a relationship. You know what I'm saying? If you work closely with somebody, you have a relationship there as well. So you kind of have to it takes work and you have to know like, hey, I got to be there to support you outside of what we got going on and vice versa. Cause it's like, yeah, these relationships are important as well, just as much as important as like romantic relationships are. But I feel like what I was going to say is that you got to have the heart to be supportive, right? Like 
even though you can't be here in this moment or something happened and so you can't like i don't know can't be here for the event or maybe like you can't donate to something or something i gotta know in it should be very evident based on our relationship that you are the friend or the type of person that still supports me and what i'm doing and like you want me to get out there you know what i'm saying like even if you're absent in one moment, there still should be a feeling of, but I still support you. I honestly want you to be great. And that's, that's evident by more than just you posted it on your social media, because honestly, that, that doesn't mean anything. Like (laughs) (laughs) that means absolutely nothing. I don't, I gave you a shout out. Yeah. What does that even mean? Like, I think, (laughs) I think those, those things are good and good gestures. But again, if you, if you're somebody, show up, right if you just tell me say it's my like my birthday and i'm having an event and you don't show up but you posted a picture of you and i on facebook and telling me happy birthday honestly like if i invited you to this event and you didn't come and you don't talk to me anything at all besides this post that you made on facebook like to me that means absolutely nothing but i have learned that my understanding of social media is really off no i mean it doesn't mean anything I think it, 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 what is what is taught me, and I've been in situations like that, and it really just over time it makes you resentful. Yeah, because you're like, this isn't this isn't authentic because you're not present. Exactly, and 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 that is, I think that's the the, the idea of relationship that people that people miss out on people don't really understand you know the importance of being there and being in the moment and being in that moment and sharing this moment with me and not sharing this moment with me by going live on facebook or share this moment with me because you recorded a snapchat and saying like oh we were together like honestly that's lame that's pretty stupid like we can get together and we can have a moment that you were able to capture but honestly if the entire time we're living this moment through social media we're not really living this moment so we're creating something, you know, for it to be on social media. So, yeah. And I, I think one of the things that I'm, you know, learning about relationships is sometimes you need to put certain situations on pause. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe you just have to revisit it. But one of the things that my when you're talking about support, one of I had a, a, a real you know, um, open conversation with one of my homeboys. And he was like, you know, Lisa, um, it was a time I used to couldn't celebrate some of my friends or support them because I was so upset about how my own life was going. I just didn't have it. I didn't have enough in me to give to anybody else. Mm. So every time I saw their success, it made me salty because it reminded me of where I'm not at in my life. Yeah. And I was like, that's real. That's real. And I was like, you know, he was like, so sometimes I acted a certain type of way to, um, he was like, you know, even when, you know, certain situations happen for you, I kind of felt a certain type of way. Um, but it was not really at you. It was just because I looked at myself. Right. And I saw that I wasn't really at where I was at. But now I'm able to speak about it because I'm just in a different place. And so I just think that's, you know, that's so crucial because sometimes in life 
we encounter people and we like, dang, why you ain't supporting me? Like, where you, where you, where you support that? And then you just don't know, like that person is really, you know, salty about where they are in life and they're comparing it to where you are and they don't know how to articulate that. Yeah. Uh, and still, but though, still though, uh, while we have grace for that, those situations can become very toxic. If right. And we still going to hold you accountable for what you do that. Cause I'm not finna. <laughs> well, I like it. Cause I think, I think honestly, that's a real place to be in. I think that oftentimes it's easy to get there. You can be the most successful person. And then just in this moment, because you know, maybe you're working on a project and it's not going anywhere, or you're trying to do something new or you're doing something different, or you're trying to be successful beyond the level that you've been successful in. And, it can seem like everybody around you is having this like massive amount of success and you're not honestly, you could probably in for just that very moment, have a problem with celebrate them to me. That's understandable. But at the, at the same time, I still think it's important to like hold you accountable for like, I would want you to hold me accountable for, Hey bro, like, you know, you're not here to support me. You know what I'm saying? Like you, for whatever reasons it is, and we can talk about that reason. And, 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 and if the reason is because you're not happy with where you are, then you got to be able to say that, right? You got to be able to mm-hmm. face that reality. And we got to, as friends or as, you know, colleagues or whatever, we got to be able to have that conversation about um, where you are. And you got to be honest with yourself because what, what, what can't happen and what I've seen happen. And just in my personal experience, what I've seen happen is people deny that fact, deny that truth. And then expect, make it seem like you're crazy or you have a problem. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? It's like, Mm -hmm. it becomes very evident. It's like, it's obvious people go through this. If, as long as you're real with yourself, then we can have like a real relationship. But if, if you're not being real about where you are and you're trying to make it seem like where you are is honestly not, is like not really your reality and the reason that you feel this way. And you're only able to come out of that space when you receive some sort of recognition for yourself or you have some sort of success for yourself, then to me, that's not real because the real realness says, Hey, check this. I'm in this space and I'm not, I don't feel successful. I don't feel like I'm on top of my game or, you know, I'm where I want to be. And in this moment, it's hard for me to see all of your success. But the reality is, is I'm telling you this so that I can move past it so that we can move past it so that when I do receive success, I can be authentically happy for you and authentically happy, happy with me, no matter where I am, because the minute that I change because I get success, when I lose this success, I'm probably going to go right back to where I was when it comes to you and your success, because I don't feel like I'm on your level anymore. And that's a whole nother level of like, you know, deepness and all this other stuff. I know I kind of just veered off, but I think it's really important. Yeah, no, I think that's, I think that's a real place, but I think honestly too, you you gotta it's important to understand all of the the dynamics of being in that type of in that type of place and that's why i'm I'm, for me i'm so big on let's just be real about it and that's that's another reason of you know considering this list at some point in time it just may be best for me to just let this situation go even if it's just for the time being simply because in this moment you not facing your own truth and your own realities and demons 
And me trying to hold you accountable to being somebody that is facing it is causing too many problems. So there'll never be a chance for a friendship. You know what I'm saying? There'll never be a chance for a working relationship. So I need to separate this and let this go. And maybe once you get to that point and you get to that point for um, something that's literally like self realization that you had and not based off of like external factors that's telling you that you're great then we can sit down and have this conversation you can be like you know what i was in this space so i get why you why you had to move forward so that now we can actually work on something because i get my flaws as opposed to just being like oh well you know i was going through but now i'm successful so i can come back and tell you kudos for your success because now i got success that's BS. yeah because it if a person is it feels that way, then the person who's trying to save the relationship is going to constantly have to try to downplay their success exactly. to make the other person feel good about themselves. Yeah. And that only leads to resentment in toxic situations because it's kind of like, well, I got to downplay everything um, so you could be okay with what's going on. And it's like, really, I, I can't even celebrate the moment around you because you have you feel some type of way about me being strong in an area that you're you're potentially not so strong in instead of appreciating and say man this is an area you're strong in and I'm not strong at let me learn from you exactly. or you be strength for me in that area right. you know what I'm saying we're not you know we're all up to help each other I'm if I'm part of one body my feet can't do what my hands do Like my eyes can't do what my arms do. Like, you know, appreciate the differences and not be envious of another person's success. Exactly. Because we are at the end of the day, we are in this thing together. So when I do good, you do good. When you do good, I do good. Like it is it's it's mutual success. And so, yeah, I, I think. I think that's something to keep in mind is like when you're dealing with relationships, these when when you're struggling with trying to figure out, you know what, is this something that I need to stick in the fight, you know, to work out? Um, and I definitely think that you can kind of get to any of these places for just a quick moment. Um, I definitely think that you need to try, try and try. I'm always like, hey, try once, try twice, try a third time. And um, I think you could get through. I, 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 I seriously am an advocate of people usually could get through it if they sit down and be honest with one another about what's going on in themselves. Yeah, that's and that's, that's the key. If you could sit down with an another adult, because this <laughs> comes with adult immaturity, and sit down and talk about the issues at hand. Sit down and say, "Hey, I want to have a face to face conversation with you about what went wrong, what you did that I didn't like, or what I did that you didn't like." And right. y'all could talk about it, and you could be honest about why you felt that way. If you were jealous, say you were jealous. If you were insecure, say you were insecure. Though, if you're in a relationship with somebody like that, that's going to last. Right. But usually, these kind these five come in when people are not honest with themselves, and if 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 they're if a person is not honest with themselves, you can't expect them to be honest with you, and then it's just gonna get toxic. Right? If they lie to them. Trust me, they will lie to you. <laughs> and I think, yeah, that is that that's extremely extremely true. Like you gotta communication is treat is is key, but 
uh, communication with transparency. I really feel like it allow you to get through anything, right? Because I can understand where you're, if you're telling me like, hey, it's hard for me to be supportive for you in this moment because honestly, I don't feel successful. I don't feel loved or attractive or financially stable or whatever it is. Like I can, I can understand that, you know, and, and then I can adjust my expectations as well because I, I get where you're going and you're being honest um, about where you are and vice versa. I'm being honest about these are what my expectations are because here's how I feel that I treat you and we can be very transparent about that. Um, but when you don't have that and when people communicate, but you communicate about symptoms and not the actual root cause, then you have these problems. So yep. we will put this out, this list from TD Jakes. I definitely encourage everybody to listen to, I'm, I'm sorry, to read over it, to think through these things and to honestly, just to consider if you're going through an issue with anybody in your life at all, to consider where you are in terms of these things. Do you feel any of this, these things? And are these feelings repetitive? You know, have you tried to work through them? Have you tried to reposition yourself or have those tough conversations? and be very transparent to move past it. And if you've tried that and it's not working, it may be best for, you know, you to take a chill pill, move forward, move on so that you can come back to something. So hit us up, use the hashtag chat BC, hit us up on Twitter at brunch culture and on Instagram at brunch underscore culture. And that wraps up our main dish. We'll be back for our toast or roast. right y'all and we are back with our toast or roast and y'all know i gotta hit it off with a roast i'm gonna start and i'm gonna make this real fast because yeah i'm gonna make it fast so a teacher at um cranford h burns middle school in alabama created a math test wrote a math test out and gave it out to students um that included the scenarios, basically, she created these word problems, right? And the mm-hmm. word problems uh, included things about, about gang members and pimps and hoes. And uh, here's one of the, I'll just read to you one of the questions. It says, Dwayne pips three hoes. If the price is $85 per trick, how many tricks per day must each hoe turn to support Dwayne's 800 per day crack habit? Wow. This was given to middle school students. Right. And so, of course, obviously, this is like, wait, what? It it literally sounds like something that you would see somebody do on on a made up, you know, movie and they have to learn like this lesson or something like that. But no, this was actually given out to real middle school students. So my issue is. Because and, and, and some of the argument is, well, she's at a high risk school and she's trying to meet the kids with where they are. She's trying to explain to them things that, you know, they see in their day to day life or that they understand so that they can get the math. Now, she's been I think she's been placed on like an administrative leave or something like that, um, but she hasn't been fired. 
And the the response is that she probably won't be fired because her intent was good. She was meaning to basically help the students learn math and learn how to be good at word problems by giving them something that they're used to seeing. Right. Mm-hmm. So and then there's this whole discussion and, you know, hearing people talk about it being like, oh, well, you know, at-risk kids and kids that are raised in the hood or in the ghetto, they they know about these things. And so what's so frustrating for me, and this is something that frustrated as a person that was raised in the hood, as a hood kid, if you will, what frustrates me is always this, this sense of people that are outside the hood. And this is black people and white people, Asian people, you know, people that don't have the experience that we have that aren't grown up these ways. It's almost like you have in your brain this caricature of what we are. Like the day in the life of a hood kid is you wake up and your mom is selling dope and she's getting high and you come home. I mean, you go to school with a snot nose because nobody at home loves you and you you, you get back home and then your daddy is like prostituting and they shooting up and you got to like beg them to stop shooting up. And then maybe you got a whiff of something because you was in the room when they were doing it. Like that is not the life of every hood kid. That is not the life of every child that's being raised in the ghetto. Some of us honestly were raised in loving homes. We just had a parent or parents, plural, a mom and a dad that had to work so much to provide for us so that we could have so we were raised in a hood and we did not have a parent that was home that was able to do that but that didn't mean that that parent didn't love us didn't mean that they didn't care or that we were you know pushed out it really just meant that for whatever reasons and circumstances that things happened in the way that in which they happened and what what really pissed me off about this was just that people are trying to make up a an excuse for this lady Without recognizing that, honestly, the problem is this caricature of what it means to be hood, what if what it means to grow up in in a hood or a quote unquote ghetto that you're experiencing all of these things that most of these kids were probably like, I ain't never like, you know, I probably call people hoes or I probably heard, you know, somebody be like, oh, she a trick. But I, I don't necessarily know what a, a, a actual hoe is doing. You know what I'm saying? Like. I don't know of for real life, real life pimp that's actually pimping out hoes like in my like, I don't I don't know that. Like I've heard the terminology, you know, I know stories of it. Maybe I call somebody mama a hoe Mm -hmm. in an argument. But you trying to basically utilize and make it seem like the standard for every hood kid or every person that's like at a at risk school is that they are well versed in pimps and hoes and cracks and stuff like that. Like it's BS. Like it, it, it just really frustrates me because so many people have this caricature of what it means. And nobody is saying like, you know what, let me actually figure out what a day in a life of a hood kid is. And then if I want to give something or tailor something to this particular child, then I'm going to have to understand everybody's experience because just like everybody's privilege experience is different wealthy experience is different everybody's hood experience is going to be different as well and it's just it's really really frustrating it's really disappointing to see that and and i'm not going to even pull the like oh it's 2016 because it's not shocking to me that it's happening but it's just 
for people to be so educated, for you to be a teacher, for people to have so much intention to help the hood, stop making us caricatures and making it seem like we're just dumb and we're stupid and you know the answer. You don't know the answer because you've never lived the life. You've never had this experience. You've never been in, in this environment. You don't know that there are a number of times where you have, and most often I'll say, these kids have somebody that really does care about them, but cares about them with the tools that they have. Right. If I mm -hmm. care about you and I have a middle school education, when you get to high school, I can I can encourage you. I can put pressure on you. But if you come home with uh, AP calculus and say the teacher told me that my mom is supposed to help me and you never even you don't even know what calculus is it's not that you can't help me because you don't love me you don't care about me you just simply do not know if you have a teacher that's not a parent that's not showing up to the parent teacher conference as opposed to just saying that oh these parents don't care about the kids these parents don't care about the kids well maybe she actually works at nighttime to provide for this child so she really just cannot make it maybe she doesn't have family that can watch her children so the kids are home alone or the kids are home with the neighbor or the kids are home with you know somebody else like st stop making these generalized statements and and caricatures of what it means to be hood or what it means for a child not to have a parent that doesn't care um and say that it's that way for everybody like it just really really pissed me off because again still to this day i will always tell people like i'm a hood kid there are certain things in my mind that like when people say my response becomes like the way that i responded to things when i was younger and i have to remind myself like oh okay you can't you got to think about it this way people all the time when people tell me that i'm like really mad and they're like oh you're really mad and upset i'm like i'm not mad but i realize I have been around like aggression for a, a, a much of my life. So for me going zero to a hundred, people think I'm on a hundred in my mind. I'm literally on 10. I'm like, I'm not even mad. Like I'm really not upset, but people are like, Oh my gosh, you're so mad. And I'm like, wait, it's just because you've never seen somebody speak this way, but this is just the way that things worked in my house. This is the thing, the way that things work for me. So my, my my toast is to this teacher, of course. It's to this school, of course. It's to the school board for not firing her, of course. But it's honestly to anybody that thinks about what, thinks you know what it is for a hood, a person or parent or child to exist. Like, you absolutely don't know. And if you're somebody that knows and you were raised in that type of environment and you feel that same way, then you need to check yourself because just as different as your experience was from mine and vice versa, like you give people the respect and the context and say, Hey, I'm not going to create this blanket behind math test on something that I don't even know if you know about. Like, I don't know what you experience. I'm just hearing what I think somebody is and what the hood is. So I'm just making this stuff and expose it to you. You probably watch the Disney channel, just like the little privileged Billy is doing every morning when he wakes up, you're watching the Disney channel, just like he is like it. it your your environments are different, but it doesn't mean that this person, it's okay to make a caricature of that person. So I know I said I was going to make it short, but y'all know how I get when it comes to things like this. So I'm roasting anybody that thinks like that. And yo, just please stop. Like, just like you different from your cousin and your brother and your sister and y'all was raised in the same household. Like, hood people aren't like, we aren't, we aren't little puppets or yeah, caricatures. We have different experiences and different lives as well. Treat us 
just the way that you treat anybody else. Like understand, you know, our differences, but at the same time, treat me just like I'm a person like you would anybody else. And that's my spiel. Amen. Um, mine isn't going to be as um, thought provoking as yours. <laughs> mine is just about some Chick-fil-A. Oh, <laughs> I want to toast to Chick-fil-A because if you download the Chick-fil-A app, you get a free chicken sandwich. Also, for T-Mobile customers, my cousin told me this this week. I don't have T-Mobile. Me and Randall have AT&T. Yes. Um, I just, when I was in Lynchburg, it just, T-Mobile wasn't there. And I've had AT&T since I was 16. So, um, yeah, I probably won't be leaving them at any time. Um, I don't know why I just told y'all my AT&T history. Anyway, T-Mobile, <laughs> if you download, if you are a T-Mobile customer, it's a T-Mobile app for like free Tuesdays. My cousin, apparently every Tuesday you get free, you, you could get a free Domino's pizza, a free Frosted at Wendy's. Um, yeah. And you get a, a stock, a, a share of their stock. Uh, for really? Downloading. Yeah. Okay. So I, cause I have my <laughs> T-Mobile's on my iPad. So yeah, this is dope. Oh, you Oh, yeah, you did tell me that. Yeah. So you get it, too. Ooh. I'm about to, as soon as we're done recording, I'm going to grab my iPad and figure <laughs> out what I need to do. Because this is good stuff. Get your free stock. I didn't even know they did that. I was just, I saw it scrolling on my timeline. And I was tagging everybody that I know that had T-Mobile. But I forgot that you had it on your um, iPad. Yeah, for I, sure, for sure. This I is... just considered your phone. But yeah, you get some Chick Fil A. Get you some a chicken sandwich next Tuesday. You get you some pizza. Look here, if you get know that, me, that stock. I told you when you live in certain you live in certain neighborhoods, you get free stuff. I was excited because Chick Fil A just sent me a free four count kids meal, a free chicken sandwich meal, um, and a free. A whole meal. You don't gotta buy nothing. Don't gotta buy nothing. Free thing wow. for this month, for next month, and for August. Um, so I got three coupons in one pizza hut sent me a free pizza, free whole pizza, any toppings, any crust, completely free subway sent me a free. If you buy a six inch, you, you, if you buy a foot long, you get a free foot long with chips and a drink. Don't you wish they would have sent you this in undergrad? I just wish they would send me this when I was an undergrad, when I was back home <laughs> in Jacksonville. Like, I don't understand what literally I got. I checked my mail today and I had like five different free things. Wow. Only the only thing that had a purchase that was necessary was Subway. Everything else is free. And I'm like, yo, how is it that I get this stuff in the mail for free? Literally. But it's just living in this area, like the area like. Yeah, they just send out free crap because I guess their mind is like, you're going to come in and you're going to get the you're going to spend more money because you're going to come in with somebody else. But I'm like, y'all don't know me uh, I'm from Jacksonville, Florida. I come in here and get what's free and I walk out and I pack me a water <laughs> in the car. So this one burger joint, yo, they sent me a free burger and fries. And that their assumption, I'm assuming, was that they was going to get the drink. I grabbed me a bottle of water <laughs> From my pantry, put, it, put two of them in the car, drove there, got their free stuff, sat in the car, ate it, and drank my free water. I don't know me. <laughs> you could have just got a cup of water. Nah, y'all don't know me. I'm good. I don't want you to tell me, oh, it'll be 50 cents. Nope. I got you. 
I'm all good. That's a you know Burgerfy. Yeah, I don't have a Burgerfy up there, but Burgerfy, I love Burgerfy. So I bought a Groupon from them. It's like uh buy three dollar coupon, get eight dollars at Burgerfy. Burgerfy is super expensive. If you get a burger and fry at Burgerfy, it's twelve dollars. Yeah. So I was thinking I'm gonna go in there and get a burger. And she was like, oh, it got to come up to $8. Oh. Or you got to spend, you got to spend some more money because it has to exceed $8 for you to use this coupon. I was like, get out of here. So I ended up having to give them like two more dollars after oh, wow. the $3 coupon. I said, y'all so slick. Y'all know that only a burger by itself won't come up to $8. Wow. It'll come up to like seven twenty-five. I'd be like, how much is a small drink? <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm for real. I'm like a fan of pimping this free stuff. Like it's free. I just I'm finna get everything I can get out of this free for real. So but yeah, as you said, shout out to Chick-fil-A and shout out to all of this free stuff. Y'all get on it because I definitely know I'm gonna be on it. I appreciate this this uh toast of yours because this is great. I just download this free app and pick my free chicken sandwich. And I will be going to T-Mobile to figure out how I can get me some stock. And I'm going to get me a free pizza. I got my dinner for next Tuesday. This is great, yo. I'm, I'm going to tag you in his status because he has this exact um, like app name for T-Mobile. Yeah, this is amazing. I think this is great. <laughs> I'm really feeling like Tuesday's going to be lit. I'm about to call people over. I got a pizza. You want to come over? <laughs> you bring the drinks. <laughs> <laughs> And get you a frosty at Wendy's. Come on, get that good frosty. This is what it is. Come on, y'all, get down with the get down. <laughs> Make it happen <laughs> for the free. So we gonna get into this this week's good vibe. This week's good vibe comes from uh, a gentleman named Mr. Steve Maraboli. It is letting go means to come to the realization that some people are part of your history but not a part of your destiny, which I think is mm. very dope. It's very relevant to what we were talking about. Sometimes it's okay to let go. Sometimes that person was there. I learned something in high school and it's always stuck with me. People come into your life for a reason, season, and rarely for a lifetime. And you just have to be able to understand what it's for and accept it. And you know, that reason that person literally came in for one reason and they were there and they were useful for that time. And then, you know, you guys, the relationship didn't su suffice after that. And it wasn't supposed to. They come in for a season, which is longer, of course, for a reason, but a season to help mold you. You help mold them, what have you. And then at that point in time, the season was up. It's just like, you know, spring is up. It's time for summer. Like it just happens. And then a lifetime. And you have those lifetime people that will be there. And oftentimes what I found is those lifetime people will kind of you'll go through different stages. Like you guys may be talking to each other every day. And then sometimes you might talk to each other, you know, once every couple, every every week or uh, or every other week or maybe even once in a month because life happens. But you always find ways to be there and you're still being consistent throughout. It. And that, those are the lifetime people. So. Yeah, just know when to let go and don't be afraid no of it. Hold my stepmom no step sings that song. She's been singing that song to me since I was like in middle school and I never knew what it was until that commercial came out. <laughs> I was like, oh, that is like, she was like, you know that song? Literally since I was probably like the sixth grade. She'd be like, you never heard this song? And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> then that song, that commercial came out. I was like, 
wait a minute. She wasn't crazy. That's actually a thing. Okay. For real far. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, as always, we want to thank you for listening to another episode of Brunch Culture. As always, you can catch, catch all our past episodes at www.brunchculturebc.com. You can follow us on Twitter at Brunch Culture, on Instagram at Brunch underscore Culture, on Facebook at Facebook.com backslash Brunch Culture. You can uh, follow us, subscribe on iTunes by searching Brunch Culture. Um, follow us on um iHeartRadio by searching Brunch Culture and as always here at Brunch Culture everything is up for discussion. I'm I'm for real. I'm like a fan of pimping this free stuff. Like it's free. I just I'm finna get everything I can get out of this free for real. So, but yeah, as you said, shout out to Chick Fil A and shout out to all of this free stuff. Y'all get on it because I definitely know I'm being on it. I appreciate this this uh, toast of yours because this is great. I just download this free app and pick my free chicken sandwich. And I will be going to T-Mobile to figure out how I can get me some stock. And I'm going to get me a free pizza. I got my dinner for next Tuesday. This is great, yo. I'm going to tag you in his status because he has this exact um, like app name for T-Mobile. Yeah, this is amazing. I think this is great. <laughs> I'm really feeling like Tuesday's going to be lit. I'm about to call people over. I got a pizza. You want to come over? <laughs> you bring the drinks. So. <laughs> And get you a frosty at Wendy's. Come on, that good frosty. This is what it is. Come on, y'all, get down with the get down. <laughs> Make it happen <laughs> for the free. So we are gonna get into this this week's good vibe. This week's good vibe comes from uh, a gentleman named Mr. Steve Maraboli. It is letting go means to come to the realization that some people are part of your history but not a part of your destiny, which I think is mm. very dope. It's very relevant to what we were talking about. Sometimes it's okay to let go. Sometimes that person was there. I learned something in high school and it's always stuck with me. People come into your life for a reason, season, and rarely for a lifetime. And you just have to be able to understand what it's for and accept it. And you know, that reason that person literally came in for one reason and they were there and they were useful for that time. And then, you know, you guys, the relationship didn't su suffice after that. And it wasn't supposed to. They come in for a season, which is longer, of course, for a reason, but a season to help mold you. You help mold them, what have you. And then at that point in time, the season was up. It's just like, you know, spring is up. It's time for summer. Like it just happens. And then a lifetime. And you have those lifetime people that will be there. And oftentimes what I found is those lifetime people will kind of you'll go through different stages. Like you guys may be talking to each other every day. And then sometimes you might talk to each other, you know, once every couple, every every week or uh, or every other week or maybe even once in a month because life happens. But you always find ways to be there and you're still being consistent throughout. And that, those are the lifetime people. So. Yeah, just know when to let go and don't I be afraid of it. Hold 
My stepmom, my stepmom sings that song. She's been singing that song to me since I was like in middle school, and I never knew what it was until that commercial came out. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, that is like." She was like, "You know that song?" Literally, since I was probably like the sixth grade, she'd be like, "You never heard this song?" And I'm like, "I don't know what you're talking about." <laughs> then that song, that commercial came out. I was like, "Wait a minute, she wasn't crazy. That's actually a thing." Okay, the real song. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, as always, we want to thank you for listening to another episode of Brunch Culture. As always, you can catch catch all our past episodes at www.brunchculturebc.com. You can follow us on Twitter at Brunch Culture, on Instagram at Brunch underscore Culture, on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Brunch Culture. You can uh, follow us, subscribe on iTunes by searching Brunch Culture. Um, Follow us on iTunes. iHeartRadio by Searching Brunch Culture and as always here at Brunch Culture everything is up for discussion.